This is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth, and we're furthering the discussion of the priesthood and what it meant for Zechariah to be part of the division of the priests of Abiyah or Abijah. So we're going to delve back into a section of First Chronicles, which is kind of important because David is organizing things. And this is where that particular division came from. It was when that was established. So with no further ado, we will ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us as we continue on with David and Hattie in this discussion of the division of the priest. All right. Howdy. Well, hi, David. How are you? Well, I'm kind of looking forward to this because, you know, I am named David, and you said that we were going to come into part that was talking about King David. Yes, we are. It's a very important part because it links... David, to what happens with Zechariah. Wow. Hi. Oh, hi, Hattie. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this, too. Well, okay, so we'll just delve into this. In First and Second Chronicles, actually, is the record of how David passed the kingdom down to Solomon. And then there's there's more records between first, second kings and first and second chronicles as to how that went. One of the things David does is he wanted to establish the temple instead of a tabernacle because Jerusalem had been settled, Jerusalem was at peace, God had promised he and his descendants, to have a king on the throne forever. And David is thinking, well, instead of having this movable tent, we should have a temple to God. And God, at first the prophet that hears this is really enthusiastic about it. And then he goes and prays about it, and God basically tells him, no, you've been a man of war. So it's not going to be you that builds me a temple. It's not that that's a bad thought, but it's going to be your son. So um, David had more than one son. Solomon, who became the king after David, was not his oldest son as far as just pure age was concerned. He was the oldest son of his mother, Bathsheba, that was alive. There had been a brother who died ahead of him as punishment. But God redeems this situation, and Solomon is the one who is appointed king. And Solomon is handed this huge duty of getting this all organized. And so David does as much of the organization as possible ahead of time. And one of the things he does 
is divide the service in the temple, both singers and the priestly service, into divisions so that everybody knew what they were supposed to do and when they were supposed to do it. So if we go diving into First Chronicles, um, we find ourselves in a place where David is talking about this in chapter 23, verse 25. For David said, the Lord, the God of Israel, has given rest to his people, and he dwells in Jerusalem forever. And as the Levites no longer need to carry the tabernacle or any of the things for its service. Um, he, that was after he was taking into account that there were all of these Levites and they weren't going to have the jobs that they had previously to that. So, for by the last words of David, verse 27, the sons of Levi were numbered from 20 years old and upward. Verse 28, for their duty was to assist the sons of Aaron for the service of the house of the Lord. So you had the house of Aaron, which specifically were the priests, and you had the house, you had the Levites, which were the rest of the tribe of Levi. So Aaron's group was, was out of the tribe. They were the priestly line. So if you go down to chapter 24, it says the divisions of the sons of Aaron were these. The sons of Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. But Nahab and Abihu died before their father. Remember, there was a story I was going to tell you about when we got back to that whole dedication of the tabernacle. Anyway, they died before their father and had no children. So Eleazar and Ithamar became the priests. With the help of Zadok, the sons of Ithamar, with the Zadok of the sons of Eleazar, and Ahimelech, the sons of Ith of the sons of Ithamar, David organized them according to the appointed duties in their service. Okay, so let me see if I get this straight. Aaron had four sons, but only two lived to have kids. Right, right. And by the time David came along, the main guy in the sons of Eliezer was Zadig, or Zadig, right? And the main guy in the family of Ithamar, the other son, was Ahimelech, right? Right. Okay. So, so, verse 4, Since more chief men were found among the sons of Eliezer than among the sons of Ithamar, they organized them under 16 heads of fathers' houses of the sons of Eleazar, and eight of the sons of Ithamar. 16 plus 8 is 24. Wait a second. So that means 20, 24 divisions, right? They divided them by lot, all alike, for there were sacred officers and officers of God among both the sons of Eleazar and the sons of Ithamar. 
And the scribe Shemaiah, the son of Nethanel, a Levite, recorded them in the presence of the king and the princes and Zadok the priest and Ahimelech, the son of Abiathar, and the heads of the fathers' houses of the priests and of the Levites, one father's house being chosen for Eleazar and one chosen for Ithamar. So what are they doing? So they divided these, these groups by lot, which was kind of like dice, but not really. Um, but it, it, the lots, when they were thrown, gave an order. This versus that. So once they got this all lined up, they, and they, God had them use the lots, which, like I said, were kind of like dice, but not really. Had them use the lots a lot to, sorry, that was a little bit of a pun. Had them use the lot often because there was, it was a way to allow God to make the decision um, without having to hear his audible voice. So he allows these lots were part of Aaron's priestly garments. So anyway, it was, it was one of the ways that God used to help make decisions, um, help them to know what his decision was in matters like this. Wow. So that continued. Yes. So they got 24 that they're doing these lots to figure out. Right. And they got, well, who is a scribe? A scribe was somebody who wrote things down. So as they're trying to organize this all, Shemaiah, which not everybody could write in that day and age. So he's, he's gifted with the ability to write. And he was a Levite. So he was there as a servant of God in the tribe of Levi. But he wasn't of the priestly line. He wasn't a son of Aaron. But he was there to record all of this. Wow. That would be a lot of writing. It would be. And these names are really hard. Well, I will tell you that actually some of these names in Hebrew, if you if you know the Hebrew alphabet, are a little bit easier than they are in English because they're not English names at all. But because Hebrew is written the way it is, sometimes it's a little easier to write it in Hebrew. So in their own language, this wasn't that hard. But it did take somebody who knew the writing and knew how to differentiate because the alphabet can be used for numbers, knew how to differentiate the two. Wow, they used their alphabet for numbers? Yeah, so if you used A as 1 and B as 2 and C as 3, you'd end up with 26 numbers that you could use out of our alphabet. And then if you put like A, B, C together, it could be 123 if that's the way that worked. Our alphabet doesn't work that way, but theirs did in many ways. Wow, so it wasn't just an alphabet, it was a whole numbering system. Right.
interesting. So, verse 7, the first lot fell to Jehoiarim, the second to Jediah, verse 8, the third to Harim, the fourth to Seorim, verse 9, the fifth to Malchiah, Malchijah, um, the sixth to Mijamin, verse 10, the seventh to Hakaz, or Hakaz, Hakoz, the eighth to Abijah. Wait, now that's a group that Zechariah was a part of, right? But let's continue, because how many groups do we have? 24, right? The ninth to Jeshua, the tenth to Shechaniah, the eleventh to Eliashib, the twelfth to Jachim, the thirteenth to Hupa, the fourteenth to Jeshibeab, the fifteenth to Bilgah, the sixteenth to Emmer, the seventeenth to Hazar, the eighteenth to Hapizez, the nineteenth to Pethahiah, the twentieth to Jehezkel, the twenty-first to Jachin, the twenty-second to Gamul, the twenty-third to Deliah, the twenty-fourth to Maaziah. These had as their point of duty in their service to come into the house of the Lord according to the procedure established for them by Aaron their father, as the Lord God of Israel had commanded him. Wow! Right, so what Zechariah is doing in the temple, in the time of Herod, in the time of Luke writing about this, what Zechariah is doing is he's following the procedure that Aaron had been given by God to set. And that's what Nadab and Abihu messed up. Well, yeah, there's some interesting stories about this because you're right, Nadab and Abihu did mess this up. And so when, when the priests went into the temple, because Zechariah goes into the temple, there's a chance that they um, could have messed things up. And the same thing can happen to them as happened to Nadab and Abihu. Uh-oh. Right. So they traditionally, from my understanding of that tradition, somebody knows better, please let me know. Write it out to podcast. Um at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. But from my understanding of the tradition, they wore a rope around one foot, so if somebody had to drag them out, it would be possible, and they wouldn't be in danger by going into the holy part of the temple without um, with not being the priest. They wore bells around the bottom of their garment so that they could be heard so people could tell you know the bells are still ringing um what was going on they greeted as they as as they were going in um they used a hand signal um, that was used actually later in Star Trek because um, Leonard Nimoy 
was Jewish and used that star so that that same hand symbol um in Star Trek um as a greeting um but it came from this time um live long and prosper was used way before Star Trek um as you can tell by this variety of names, if you ever run into a name that you really don't know the origin of, but it sounds anything like these, you might find that people just dig through the Old Testament to find a name nobody's heard of and put it in a movie as part of a character that they can't figure out a name for. There's a number of those in some very famous movies um, because of these because of the way this is set up, because of the Hebrew names. So, Zechariah was going to serve. He was in the 8th division of the sons of Aaron, who were designated as priests. Wow! Wow, what a what a thing to be handed down from generation to generation. Yeah. And it was an extreme responsibility. Now there's a hitch in this get along. Because between the time that for example that Aaron appointed this, between that time and There'd been Joshua, who was totally for God, and Eliezer, remember? And then there was the judges, where everybody did what was right in their own sight. Somehow, throughout all of that, God preserved these things. Through the time of King Saul, because King Saul really didn't have this desire in his heart to the time of King David, who did. These heads of Aaron still knew what they needed to do in the, in, in the service of the tabernacle at the time. Wow! So even in the middle of all the craziness, they retained that knowledge now, again, some of them did a great job of it. Some of them didn't. Um, at first, David makes some mistakes in bringing the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem after Jerusalem was conquered. And the problem may have been that the Levites hadn't done their job in quite a while and didn't know it. When you don't practice something, when you don't use something, you don't know it. And that was the likelihood there. Ooh, that could be bad. It, it it did end up bad. And David was a little taken aback. And you see a very big difference. And when, when we get back to that story, we'll talk about the differences between the first time and the second time. Because they're very different. There's a lot of differences. And probably that event spurred this event which is, let's get this all in order so we don't mess this up again, so the kingdom doesn't end up in trouble again, so that the kings know what to do, the priests know what to do, everybody knows what to do. 
So David has found out that organization works, and he, by the leading of God, decides, hey, let's let's divide these these folks out. Let's let's give them titles. Let's give them names. Let's let let, let them. Let's get all this recorded because we have people who can write here and get this straight for future generations so that this is straight. Okay? And it lasted. Well, here's the miracle about it lasting. Because Solomon makes the temple. Okay? So that's an unbroken chain. Solomon's sons do rule, but they don't rule all of Israel for most of that time. Um, And so there's just Judah and just the tribe of Benjamin and just the tribe of Levi. Israel kind of fades in and out, and sometimes they're faithful to God. Most of the time they aren't. Sometimes Judah, which is what that particular group was called, fades in and out. More times they're faithful than Israel, but they still have times that they're not faithful at all. And the temple is is messed up. And so these families of the sons of Aaron are still tasked to remember how they're supposed to do what they're supposed to do. Wow. Right. Okay. Now, let's complicate that a little bit. So Israel is taken over by Assyria. Years later, Jerusalem is taken over by Babylon. It is leveled. The temple is gone. There is no place where they can do these sacrifices. For 75 years. What? 75 years? Exactly. So then some people get to come back and by a miracle of God, people get to come back and they build this they build a temple. They try to build a temple. They build part of it. They get the wall built, build end up finishing all of that job. In the process, they go digging. (laughs) Who are these people? Are they still around? Who are these descendants? And they get that all lined up again. It had been lined up again under Hezekiah, which was one of the last kings before all of that happened, who followed the Lord. They do it again upon returning once they get everything together with Ezra the scribe helping. Wow. So they don't even have any place to do this for a long time, and they still remember what they're supposed to do? Exactly. So somebody had to keep. Somebody had to be the keeper of everything that needed to be kept to do this. Okay? So then... Let's complicate it even further. So then, they come back from Babylon. They are ruled by, um, they're, they're free for a little while. 
then the Greeks come and conquer everybody. That story is fascinating. It's not a, a in-the-Bible story, but the story is just absolutely fascinating about what happens when Alexander comes to Israel. And the priests are guided by God, and Israel is safe through that time. Alexander dies. His kingdom is divided up. For the most part, Jerusalem stays under the realm of the Ptolemies, who also rule Egypt. Now, the Ptolemies were Greek. They established a library in Alexandria that apparently had every book that could possibly be thought important in that day and age. Wow! Every book? Yes. The, the, the library in Alexandria was really the first... Well, probably Babylon had come close, but the, the library in Alexandria... Alexandria was the library of the world at the time, from our understanding. Maybe there were other libraries in the other kingdoms that were that way, but from our understanding at this point, Alexandria was it. Well, the the Ptolemy of the time, there were successive Ptolemies at the time, brought in 70 scholars. You remember the 70 scholars? Yeah, didn't Moses appoint the 70 guys? Exactly. So this passes down these 70 guys um, who are tasked with taking the Bible in Hebrew and translating it to Greek. And the Greek Bible is called a particular thing... Um, called the Septuagint because of the 70. Okay, 70. Okay. And they all agreed. Their translation of Greek, uh, of the Bible from Hebrew to Greek in separate cubicles, when they came back together, was in absolute agreement from, from the legend anyway, from that. Wow. Okay, so when you study, like Paul would have studied the Septuagint, he was aware of the Hebrew, knew the Hebrew, but he also knew the translation in Greek, spoke fluently. He knew the stories that we don't include in our Protestant Bibles, but are included in the Catholic and Orthodox Bibles of what happened in between Malachi and the Gospels, which deal with the Maccabees and the fact that after Ptolemy, after this library in Alexandria, after the Septuagint happened, the ruler of the north that was left of Alexander's kingdom decides that he wants the south. And he comes and he raids through Israel. Um, and he defiles the temple. And then starts killing people that oppose him. And there's a group 
that defeats him called the Maccabees or the Hammers. That's their transliteration of their name. Fantastic story. We might get into that at some point um, as a side note. And reestablish, clean up the temple, reestablish worship in the second temple. They don't have enough oil. Oil was part of that. Um, they don't have enough oil for the days of sanctification. But they started anyway. And they pray about it. And they, the, the lamp continues to burn eight days until they can make new oil to continue the burning of the lamp in the temple. Which is why the um, Hanukkah is celebrated. Oh, I have a friend who has this thing called the menorah. Yeah, so the menorah symbolizes that oil burning for all those t all those days until that new oil could be made and they they didn't have enough so um that's a very brief description of that story but all of that had occurred before Rome took over Rome takes over appoints Herod Herod takes over the region, builds these huge things. One of the things he rebuilds is what? He rebuilt the temple. Right. So the third temple, there's Solomon's temple. There's the second temple um, after the Babylonian exile. And there's Herod's temple. Okay. So here's this temple. And... That was the temple that Jesus worshipped in. That was the temple that Jesus cleansed. That was the temple when Jesus died. Was the division between the temple and the Holy of Holies was rent from top to bottom in two. That was the temple that was there. Um... Most likely, when Zechariah served and started our story. Wow! And so, all the way back to David and Solomon was this, these groups... They carried what they were supposed to be doing, even though sometimes they couldn't even do it. Right. That's amazing. It's miraculous. And that's the reason I wanted to cover that story, because there's so much more to that story. But if you don't know it's there, you don't really dig into, dig into that. So Zachariah, the fact that Zachariah knew that he was of the division of the of Abijah. The fact that there was a temple for him to perform the worship of God and the sacrifices and what he was doing in the service of God in the temple was a miracle. The fact that he had a wife who was from the daughters of Aaron, this this group back then that had twenty four 
24 men of the house, men of eligible for priesthood and had grown into this huge family. The fact that Elizabeth was a daughter of Aaron, that this pure priestly line had survived all of that is incredibly amazing. And the fact that they were there to proclaim that Jesus was coming, that their son would proclaim and baptize the Son of God and the true King of kings, Lord of lords, the true anointed one of David, is just an incredible story. That's so cool. Yeah, that is just pretty cool. And God is a God of order, and this is one of the reasons he is a God of order, is because that order, even in the middle of all of that chaos, that order dedicated to God could be kept. Wow. I agree. I agree. Can I pray today? Sure, Hattie. Go ahead. Dear God, we 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 couldn't do anything like that. That's amazing. And the fact that we're part of your story too because we believe in Jesus is even more amazing. So God, thank you for for putting this all together and helping it to be solid, a solid foundation, a solid framework for for us to know your your way. And thank you Jesus for coming and 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 being part of our lives and you didn't have to come to to be a to live on this earth you you had already set everything up and set everything in motion you didn't have to do that but you did it anyway and we thank you for that and god help us to see your design in everything and and your design for us as we keep living it out thank you god for loving us that much in jesus name amen amen so we're going to be ready to continue the story next time wow that's pretty amazing it is see you guys see you see ya this is trained by grace too with Catherine elizabeth and this is a little longer story and it kind of jumps all over history but that's part of the miracle of it is that it does so i hope you understand how long god has loved you from the foundation of the world. And that from the very beginning, he placed his excellence in you. And what turns that excellence into changing the world 
is letting God guide you. It may not look big at first. It may not look important at first. David wasn't even called out of the fields by his dad to be considered for king of Israel. God has a plan. And it gives him and us the ability to work together to the glory and honor of God. Because the plan is so much bigger than us. God loves you. You are one of his excellencies. So what is the next step? If you've heard this podcast, I appreciate you and would love to hear from you. There's a couple of options. Number one, listening adds value to this podcast and making this podcast. Um, number two, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you want to know more about that, email me at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com. I'll be happy to set you up with that. Number three, um, it gives you an opportunity to ask questions if you need a Bible, if you need resources. Also, send me an email, trainedbygrace2 at gmail.com, all one word, um, all lowercase. And again, subject line podcast, and write in what you need. I hope that you have the resources you need or this sparks your interest. You may have some resources closer. Praise God for that. Um, but I hope this helps enrich your life and, and helps you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. For the glory of God the Father and by the leading of the Holy Spirit. God loves you. God bless you.